The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony, a news magazine show featuring human interest, in the spotlight, movers and shakers, and the news and happening that affects all of us in and out of the ACB community. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. I'm your host, Anthony Corona, and we've got a great show today. It's all about awards. And like any great news magazine show, when there's breaking news, they will break away to cover that news. And we're going to have a very special drop-in at some point. So we may have to pause conversation when that happens to go to our uh, on-the-spot uh, quick interview. And then we'll resume the conversation. I wanted to let everyone know that um, if you've seen on the list, you'll know, you know what I'm talking about. And if you want to do a quick shout-out, I will open up, um, you know, Everyone will be able to unmute and do a shout out when he is here. Um, I am. I have been asked to remind everyone that Leadership Week, you can still register. Uh, and on ACB Media 2, the streaming has now started for all of the advocacy updates. Each, each imperative has their own advocacy update. And as you know, ACB Media did Leadership Training Week. My show, my show Paul Edwards with Tuesday Topics, and Terry with Visibilities. So we edited that down to a two-hour and 15-minute digest for Version. That is also running. Um, Rick Morin so very kindly put out a, a message with all the times. So I'm not going to go through reading all the times that all of these various programs, but it's it's streaming 24 hours a day on stream number two. I also want to just thank everyone who has reached out with, with their um, wonderful notes about the Black History program last Sunday, as well as uh, BPI partnered for the trivia night. There's been so many, I'm not going to list them all, but uh, most of them are also podcasted and archived. So if you didn't get a chance, um, please go to www.acbmedia.org. And if you click on podcasts, you can search through, you can find Sunday edition here, you, uh, there you can find Tuesday topics as well. So if you want to listen to the full episodes, um, the digest version version pulled out the most pertinent information. Um, and, and of course, all of the advocacy updates will be there. Anything that gets podcasted is in that, in that podcast link on ACB Media. You know what, um, Gabriel, you are going to have to wait a few minutes because our special guest just joined. I am so thrilled, thrilled that he can take a few minutes to give us a behind the scenes look at what tonight is going to look like. But I'm going to ask Chris Snyder, BPI board member and longtime ACB member, to tell us what's going on and why today is a little bit historical for our community. Welcome, 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 Chris. Well, thank you, Anthony. And hello, everybody. Um, I'm coming to you live from the, uh, from the venue of the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards today, uh, where I will be the first blind person to be um, doing live description narration um that which is different than live description my colleague here is with me her name is jc henning and she is 
we're not on video, we're just audio today. Okay. And um, she is going to be our live describer this evening, describing the actions on stage where I will be describing the clips and uh, the various um, pre-recorded pieces that they're doing tonight. Hello. That- Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So can you give us a glimpse? It seems like you guys are there a um, little early, but can you give us a glimpse as to what the day looks like for, for you? Uh, well, um, we have, so they give us a, a, a rundown of the show um, on, a, on a piece of paper and they give us, and on email, of course, as well, and a schedule of how things are going to go. Um, and we have a, we had a 10 a.m. call time, so I'm joining you right now. I came, we, we both got here a little early, um, and we are in our own trailer, um, which is separate from the, the staging area, um, because they need to be able to have us, our sound isolated. So, um, we, uh, we, that's where we are right now. And, uh, at about 11 or so, they're going to do a run through a full dress rehearsal and um do that do the show in that way and then at uh 5 p.m i should say we're on pacific time um at 5 p.m tonight pacific uh they will begin the actual show the 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 broadcast on tnt and tbs and i should point out that this um audio description is being produced by rick boggs uh who is the head of audio eyes along with vitac which is a uh large the largest captioning company in the united states and um audio eyes which is the company i work with that's that's awesome so i mean i i'm sure everybody out there is dying to know do you you know do you guys have access to the green room is there any potential of bumping into <laughs> some um bright and famous folks <laughs> well jc is a real fan of helen mirren yes i am and oh. I somebody's gonna bring her over so i can meet her it'll be my dream come true i'm a huge fan of helen mirren Nice. So, Chris, would you mind, um, or maybe Chris and JC, would you mind doing maybe a little signet that I can play for for us next Sunday after it's all done? What um, you know, what it felt like, how exciting it was, and and of course, if you get to meet Dame uh, Helen Mirren, of course, shout that out. <laughs> would you guys mind doing that? I'll play it next Sunday here. I'll be here. Uh, do you have time on next Sunday? I I do. Have next Sunday. Yeah. Fantastic. I can make. Um, can you guys, can you guys take maybe two questions from our audience? Sure. Would you, um, would you like JC to give you any kind of a little description of, of, uh, some, what have you got for us? Uh, We are sitting in our trailer. It has light wood paneling. There are windows on either side with white blinds. A Rocky is spread out on the floor, keeping us company. He is, uh, Rocky is, um, your guide dog, right? My guide dog, yeah. And he is the draw for anyone to come and talk to us, of course, the dog. Everyone wants to talk to the dog. We are in a very uh, cool area right now. They're keeping the monitors cool for us. We're in metal chairs, uh, blue metal chairs. The nice thing is we're about 25 steps away from where all the action is happening. And we actually go behind the scenes when we have to use the restroom. Nice. Do you do you have visual of the the red carpet, or are you within the actual staging area? We do not have visuals on the red carpet. We are strictly in the compound with the actual staging. However, I brought my iPad so that I could get a little glimpse of the gowns ahead of time before I try and describe them 
during the show when someone accepts an award. I know everyone's dying to see who's in lace, who's got a plunging neckline, who's got a slit up to there, you know what. So I'm hoping to get a little preview of the red carpet. Nice. We're going to we're going to ask you next week about uh, some best dressed and some funky dressed and things like that. Any exciting moments that might happen? We'll we'll ask about that. So I'm so I'm so pleased you guys will come back. All right, Byron, we'll take two hands and then we'll open it up so everybody can do a quick shout out about uh, how great this is. Uh, Who's our first hand? Okay, I don't see any hands right now. Uh, Now's a great time to get those hands up, guys. Yeah. How about in the meantime, would you like to know what we're wearing? Oh, Aww. yes. Yes. I want to know if Chris has a slit up well, to you know where. <laughs> age before beauty, that would be me. I'm the older of the two here. She's prettier than I am by a lot, though. Yeah, well, he's blind, so he really doesn't know. <laughs> I look just like Helen Mirren. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm five feet, four inches tall, and I am wearing a black gown that is sleeveless, a modest neckline, a slight dip in the back, but the black gown is interlaced with silver threads. I have a black and silver shawl and I'm wearing Reebok black sneakers with orthodox. Nice. (laughs) How about Mr. Uh, Snyder over there? He's looking so elegant in his white tailored dress shirt with a little detail here on the cuffs. His cufflinks are cameras and in the lens of the camera a diamond and diamonds are a boy's and a girl's best friend he's got elegant tuxedo pants black naturally and a black tuxedo jacket he's wearing a jerry garcia tie that has kind of a dolly feel to it it's a plate of food and what that food is it anybody's guess but there is a fleur an orange flower decorating what looks like a bag on cream cheese okay that's what it looks like <laughs> nice have you have you gotten a glimpse of the actual stage itself indeed uh do you want to take that chris oh um i don't know if we're able to reveal yeah i don't the, uh, uh, yeah i'm not sure if we can do that uh, i think that okay we better awesome. we better well, we reserve can answer. That. yes we've seen it yeah, I, I do have a question for for the geeks out there that are listening. Uh, you know, whenever somebody uh, regales us with uh, behind the scenes, you know, a, a lot of the geeks are like, "Show us the gear, show us the gear." So, um, Chris, Bro. do you know like any of the gear you guys are using today? Well, you know, Byron, this is fascinating because, as you know, my favorite microphone is the Sennheiser four sixteen. It is, in my opinion, the gold standard of voiceover, and. Um, they, it so happens that they have uh, they have um, bestowed upon us the holy microphone, the Sennheiser 416, and um, and they also have given us uh, headphones that are the Sony 70, I think it's 7507s or 7504s, the um, yeah 04s, um, and they are the ones that I use when I do this uh, at home and in my studios. Um, nice. So that's really cool. And then there's a little box um, of. Uh, equipment here that has um a button that you press uh which is a latch um it's a toggle rather and and it it will that's the one we press when we want to speak on air um and then the uh, next set is a little um it's kind of irrelevant it's just a little um uh they didn't really assign it to anything and then the next one is uh this is kind of neat a knob that lets us hear what the crew is saying what the what the crew behind the scenes is saying as the show progresses so they're out there saying you know 
camera 12, uh, you know, zoom on table 14. Um, they say, you know, they, they, they give directions and they'll say like, we're going to commercial in five, four, three. So then we will know when, um, when the black is coming. So we don't talk over that because that's a no, no, big no, no. And then um, they'll let us know when we're coming. They'll count us back into the, to the show. Um, and, and they'll also, they also cue the announcer via that channel. So I know uh, we'll know when they, when the announcer is going to speak, um, which is handy when you're trying to squeeze things in. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, and, and they also tell us when the clips are being cued and when somebody does something interesting, they'll, you can kind of hear them going, Oh, uh, you know, Oh, go to camera 12, go to camera 12, you know, and, and stuff like that. They'll that's, so it's a, it's this really neat kind of back channel, um, audio which is which is very interesting to hear and often very helpful to us that is so cool so tell us about the butterflies what uh what are your stomachs feel like right now oh my god okay so i have to tell you i i am i am hoping against hope that i that i do this as as well as can be done and that i don't flub it because it's it's live you know they're (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, but uh um you know i just have to have faith that everything is going to go according to plan when the show begins i'm I'm very happy we're doing a, a dress run through so that um i can i can do it once and feel better about it um and i jc <laughs> uh likewise i am excited to be doing this live i've been doing live theater for 22 years it's a little different when the whole world is listening in and you just really <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be making any mistakes, period, end of story. Uh, but I do, I do have kind of a funky story. I shared it with Chris earlier. This is how the day started. I was going through all my jewelry. This, this, this. Oh, my God, if I meet Helen Mirren, I've got to look perfect. So I finally decided on the jewelry. And then I thought, oh, Chris, Chris loves maple ice donuts. I've got to stop and get him a maple ice donut. I Very go into the donut store and there's a person who doesn't have a home that is saying I need to buy them breakfast. And I'm like, yeah, sure, fine, no problem, I'll I'll buy you breakfast. I'm waiting in line and this person decides to have a crazy moment and start threatening everyone with her skateboard and screaming at us all. And I said, you know, I think Chris is not gonna get his donut today. And I quickly left the store. Well, you know, if, you're, if you've experienced that, then then the you know the the flurry moments where something has already happened. So I am knocking right now. I think you're going to have a flawless evening. I know I heard two hands. Okay, I've heard two hands go up. So we're going to take those two quickly. Thank you so much for squeezing us in. This is this is really cool. Um, Byron she gave up a practice you? of. Uh, uh, she gave up a, a I describing gave up a live audio description of Hamilton today. My favorite musical. It was only nice. going to be the fourth time that I described it. But when I had the chance to work with Chris, I said, that's it. I'm doing this instead. This is awesome. Byron, Katie's up first, right? Yep, Katie. Yes, thank you, Chris. And it's great to have you. And thank you to you both for audio describing tonight's event. Um, quick question. And I, I haven't looked at my email, so apologies. But how can one listen um especially if one does not have cable okay so that is a good question so unfortunately it's not live streamed this evening however um if you have hbo max um the the it will the the show will go on to hbo max i believe tuesday if i'm not mistaken um so um 
they're actually keeping us here in case they want to do pickups tomorrow in case there's there's stuff that they would like to add or or whatever um so um the the show will be going to hbo max um on uh, i think it's tuesday but certainly soon after uh that and uh uh, as unfortunately, the, the only places you can really watch it tonight are uh, TBS and TNT. And they're big network, big networks, though. So most of um, the stream, most of the Roku's and things like that carry it. So good, good job, good job, Chris. Uh, Chris Byron, did we have another hand? We do. Tony is up next. All right, Tony, go ahead and unmute. Okay, I'm unmuted. Okay, and I just figured it out. These are the Grammy Awards for tonight. These are the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Okay, because I'm I'm sitting here trying to figure out what awards are we, you know, I was just trying to figure out what awards was this. You know, yeah, this, is, this is for the Screen Actors Guild and, and also the American, so SAG, uh, which is what they call it, and and AFTRA, American Federation of Radio and Television uh, Artists, um, merged years ago, and so they are both, um, you know, it's it's really all in it's one like big happy family now. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we oh. want to be respectful okay. of Chris and JC's time. Thank you. So I'm- I'm going to allow everybody, if you want to unmute and, you know, do a woohoo or a shout out, um, now is the time. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you both, Chris and JC. (laughs) And thanks for for bringing audio description. Gabe, uh, Chris, you always make us proud. Yes. All right. So everybody out there. Same ACB media bat time, same ACB media bat channel. Chris and JC will come back next week and give us some really cool behind the scenes information. Have the best time today and just enjoy, really yes. en- remember to oh, enjoy thanks. it. Enjoy the Thank butterflies. You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but really, no, enjoy it. Please make us proud. We'll try. <laughs> Thank you so much. Enjoy that catering Thanks. table. Yes. <laughs> and tell Rocky <laughs> to take. Tell we want to know what swag is in the is in the bags too. If you can get a look at one, at one of those, oh, that would be neat, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I would have. I would definitely have you uh, ask Mr. Rocky to take you through and take you to the most famous and notables. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> All right, thanks, have Chris. A good, thanks, have a good have- good afternoon, folks. All right. Well, this is perfect timing. Gabe, you, I have a couple of other announcements, but I will save them for next Sunday. Gabe, you have a a great announcement for us today too, don't you? I do. Um, So uh, I cannot start saying the number of people who have been working. So I'm not going to say names because I will obviously miss, and I want to keep it short. I want to highlight that a group of us from the MCAC, uh, staff of ACB, and uh, board members of ACB, and uh, a, a whole number. It's, it's been a huge contingent. We've been working on preparing, as I announced a couple of Sundays ago, um, Spanish content for leadership meetings. And um, as a first step towards uh, a fully a bilingual ACB, 
we're going to be having a historic community call. Don't ask me on what channel it's going to be yet, but uh, I just sorted out the details with, with Cindy this past Friday evening. So um, the community call is, is basically an ACB 101. It is going to be in Spanish. Uh, so my announcement and my request for everyone who's listening today is please, if you know someone who is a Spanish speaker and is not acquainted with ACB yet, this is a call they need to attend. Um, we'll answer all the questions they may have. Who is ACB? What's ACB's history? What do we do today? What are our plans? And how we plan to incorporate uh, Spanish speakers into ACB fully as we move forward, but we're making great, great strides. And, uh, and this is, this is huge. This is, um, I'm very happy with, with this event. Uh, Thursday, March 3rd, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it will be on Zoom. So any Spanish speakers who want to join in, I feel a little bit awkward making this announcement in English, but, <laughs> but this announcement is targeted to anyone who is either bilingual or, or who knows someone who speaks Spanish. Please join us and have your questions ready and be ready to join ACB. Well, Mr. Lopez Cafati, you have no idea how I'm putting you on the spot, but can you give us a quick translation of that in spat for our Spanish speaking <laughs> listeners? Okay, he must have hit that button by accident. You know, I was thinking as he was speaking, maybe this time next year we'll be announcing maybe a new BOP award or something for the Spanish translation. Um, the MCAC um, subcommittee is working really hard to recruit Spanish speakers who would be with, would. You can. Here he is. Just take. Yeah, you're still here, Anthony. Okay. Can you hear me, Byron? Yep, I hear you. Okay, great. So, perdón, estaba anunciando que el American Council of the Blind está incorporando eh, información, actividades para personas de habla hispana. Este próximo jueves 3 de marzo a las 9 de la noche, hora del este, estaremos hablando acerca de lo básico de ACB, ACB 101. ¿Qué hace ACB? ¿Quiénes somos? ¿Cuál es la historia? Eh, ¿Cuáles son los planes? ¿Y cómo estamos incorporando eh, contenido en español para recibir a toda la comunidad, ser inclusivos y para que la comunidad hispanoparlante de personas ciegas o baja visión formen parte de la familia de ACB? Así que los esperamos nuevamente en una llamada que será transmitida, pero también habrá participación vía Zoom este próximo jueves 3 de marzo, 9 de la noche, hora del este. You're welcome. You heard it here first. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, we hear you. Okay, you heard it here first. 
I'm really excited about that. So like I was saying, maybe, you know, maybe there'll be an award for a Spanish translation at some point. Um, we have got a big, big show. As always, um, we will stay for a little bit after we go off air. If we have listener questions, if you'd like to join us, it is the same Sunday edition link for all Sunday edition programming. So just click on that link and join us. Um, Sunday edition has an, its own email. So if you ever have questions or comments, please direct it to sundayeditionac at gmail.com. Connie, 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 you have been working so hard these last couple of weeks. I know you've got your finger in a couple of different projects, but um, thank you for putting this together with Janet Dickelman. Um, Janet couldn't be with us today, so Connie is taking the lead. So Connie, I'm going to ask you to introduce the guest today. All right. Thank you. And I am happy to see that my co-chair for awards, Carrie Muth, has joined us today also. So um, she is here. We have um, Katie Frederick, who will be talking about the BOP awards. So I'm excited for that. Um, The just the awards committee and the BOP uh, awards have paired up this year to promote all the awards. So we're, we're happy to do that. We're excited to do that. It's been working great. Um, I have Alan Peterson and I have Marjorie Beeman and we have Joel Snyder. So um, that's who we have right now. So that's our guests. And uh, um, I can go through <laughs> our, <laughs> I can go through our committee and um, kind of start that way. It's um, so Carrie Muth and myself are co-chairs. We have Peter Altishall, um, Ann Brash, Jean Mann, Natalie Couch, Amanda Sell. So that's a pretty cool committee. Yeah, it is. We got um, just we got some three of them who've been on for a while, and we got three brand new people. So um, I think it's I think it's a really good committee. We we feel like we've been doing some good stuff, trying to get the words out there. Um, they haven't really been promoted a lot lately. So in the past few years, so that's what we're trying to do. Um, get that knowledge. This is one of the listeners jumping in. Could you please specify for anybody what the initials for your committee are? So we're clear about that. Ours ours is just for the ACB awards. Um, so ours covers, um, the Duric K. McDaniel Awards, the Joe Card Award, the um, Affiliate Lead, um, Growth Awards, mm-hmm. um, okay. James Olson Award, and um, Robert Bray Award. So that's that. Our committee is what we we cover for that. So Thank then, you. yeah. And Katie's here from the Board of Publications. That's what the BOP stands for. Oh, okay. Thank you. Sorry Thank about you. that. That's okay. And we'll definitely be taking questions um, as each, you know, as we as we file through all of these. I am really excited because we have someone here that actually has an award named after her. We do. I think it's awesome that we have that person. Um, so should we start with that award? Let's start with that award. Marjorie, right, me... please unmute and join us. <laughs> and I want and I want to read. And uh, I want to read about the how it started. This is this is the description, and this is how Marjorie the award began. 
So, um, and then we're going to have Marjorie talk about it. Um, the Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Recognition Award, the American Council of the Blind has created the Marjorie G. Beeman Recognition Award in honor individuals who have given tirelessly of their efforts, resources, expertise, or time towards improving the quality of life in the blindness community. The achievement, accomplishments, and service on which the nominations are based must reflect ACB's vision and mission. This award may be given to a deserving individual or organization for these very few special people who didn't um, forget Marjorie. She's basically the Energizer Bunny is what she's been nicknamed for the convention. So um, I could tell a little bit more, but since we have Marjorie here, let's um, have Marjorie talk about herself and how this award. Absolutely. And my partner would be very unhappy with me if I don't ask this question first before you before you give us your, you know, your opinions on the award and what it means. Um, we want to know every auction, the one of the biggest bidding wars is over your baked goods, your banana bread and such. So when you hear that, how does it make you feel to, 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 to hear the fierce bidding wars for your um, your baked goods? <laughs> Well, you know, it's kind of exciting, but I, I bake it's a strawberry nut bread, and it's a item I started many years ago to bake, and it seemed like everybody liked it, and I received an award on it, and it was featured in the newspaper, and then I decided I would do it for uh, ACB, and everybody has really liked it, and, and every year they get pretty good bids on it, so I just keep doing it, so it's kind of exciting to be able to have that and then I also do quilts for uh ACB auctions and I know that uh Marlena one time I, she got one I didn't get to listen to all of them and it brought like six hundred and something dollars for the quilt that I had made they're handmade and that Beautiful. I bring nearly every year to the convention some are baby quilts some are large quilts so that's uh another way I've gotten involved but uh how I first got involved with ACB was they needed someone to mark the rooms, the vending machines, which had never been done, so people would know what they were getting out of the vending machines with Braille, and fire exits and various things. And the first time I did that is now over 40 years ago. And carried that forward and he put braille on elevators and stuff so that's kind of how I got started and then every year I just added more and added more and added more and got so involved and have been involved now over 40 years with ACB and anyone doesn't mean you have to be involved that many years to have an award named after you because it wasn't that many years when the award was named after me but uh, get involved with your organization Get involved with the community, then have somebody report what you did and apply for that award. It can be anything that you've done in your chapter, that you've done nationally, that you've done locally, statewide, nationwide, that can give you recognition for volunteering with ACB. 
Wow. And there's so many, there's so many um, various things that I could think of right off the top of my head that the translations that are happening now, all of the wonderful programming that was put together for Black History Month, um, some of the amazing, amazing articles that have been out via the, um, via the uh, new blog that we have. Um, God, there's so many, all of these various community calls that just, and by the way, happy birthday community, two years and two years strong. So it it was, it, Anthony, it was Marjorie's birthday yesterday also. Wow. Happy belated birthday. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So Marjorie, when they first, when they first told you that this word was going to be named after you, how did it make you feel? So are you looking forward to convention this year? Sir? I said, are you looking forward to convention this coming year? Oh, yes. Yes, I've been missing seeing everybody. And uh, we've already been out there to do a a visit and a walkthrough and working with the hotels in the airport and the convention center. So I think it'll be a good hotel. I hope everybody decides to come because I'm anxious to see everyone. And I'm sure you are too. Honey, do you have um you have any questions for you know not necessarily I just you know it's like Marjorie said it's fun that we can surprise people that's what we try to do with the awards so it's they don't know about it ahead of time sometimes you know we do let them know ahead of times but we try to announce it at the banquet and surprise everyone so it's it's kind of a fun thing to do with that but you know Marjorie is is always just been a kind of an inspiration for us I mean she's shows her volunteerism and and loves to do it and it's just it's catchy I think you know I I always hear raving comments about how she's just never hesitates to help so so Marjorie we we run until uh three o'clock eastern it's a two-hour show can you stick around for later on for questions or do you want me to see if anyone has questions now uh, I can stick around a little bit because I have someone picking me up my time. I think they said 2.30. All right, cool. All right. And that should be 3.30 sometimes. And, you know, it depends what time zone you're in. So I should be able to unless awesome. something happens awesome. in between. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, Connie. So Who's up next? Um. So we have Alan Peterson. So let's have Alan unmute and we'll talk about the award that he received hi connie this is out hey alan how are you doing oh i'm uh doing fine getting by with a little help from my friends i say you know yeah that's that's (laughs) his that's his alan's favorite saying so right right. um yeah joe Joe cocker (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so i so i i want to 
kind of read the history of the award. Um, Alan received um, the Dewart K. McDaniel Award, Ambassador Award last year um, in 2021. So this is a huge one. And I want to read a little bit of history of um, Dewart McDaniel a little bit also. But so, um, and then we'll visit with Alan about his experience and his thoughts. And um, so this is presented in recognition of an outstanding service by a blind person who has contributed to the betterment of the blindness community. This recipient must possess leadership qualities and demonstrate strength as a positive role model. Um, so if more about Durwood is, if you aren't familiar with Durwood, um, he was born in 1915 and lost his sight in 1930 in an oil field explosion. He graduated from the University of Oklahoma with a degrees in political science and law. He was ACB's founding father. He established the ACB's first national office in Washington, DC uh, in April 1968 and served as ACB's first national recipient from 1968 to 1981. Um, so a couple of the other winners we've had in the past. Um, in 2010, we had Ronan Crowder. Um, 2014, we had Oral Miller. 2015, Christina Ha. Uh, 2017, Dr. Aubrey Webson. And like I said, last year we had Alan. And Alan is really known for selling um, the ACB Burial Forum raffle tickets. So he's, he's known for other things, but he served on their board in the past. He is from North Dakota, so my neighboring state. He's actually a member, um, usually a member of SDAB, South Dakota. So yeah, Alan, share a little bit of your experience or what you thought last year when you received your award. Yes, uh, thank you, Connie. I, I was completely surprised when Janet called me to tell me that I was receiving this award. I was very honored uh, because uh, the award, the nomination came from from uh, our from Zelda Gephardt from our affiliate, and and she got help uh, putting the letter to letter of nomination together from our members of our affiliate. So very honored to have uh, have her do that for me. I mean, it, and I'm very humbled too because you know. There's so many people that, that could have received this award, and, and I recognize that well. I mean, it's, it's, I'm very, very, very honored to have gotten it. And I, and I never met Derwood, um, but uh, I read the book People of Vision, and very, yeah. it was, it was, his work was uh, outstanding, you know, in the in the blindness community. So I'm very honored to have received the award that is named in his memory. So very, very pleased yeah. with that. And to be in such great company uh, as well with, you know, previous recipients, it, it has to, it, it has to, you know, make your heart skip a couple of beats when you first find out. And and then of course, when you, when you hear it coming over the, you know, unfortunately we were all zooming, but when you right. hear it coming, you know, over the, the virtual speaker and, and the letter that was written, it's, it's got to make your heart skip a couple of beats. Oh yeah, yes, indeed, yes, yes, yeah. I'm, uh, 
you know, I, I know that it is uh, an award that uh, recognizes the work that's been done. And I know that, uh, you know, it gives us some recognition here as an affiliate of, of uh, the American Council of the Blind too, uh, North Dakota Association of the Blind. So, you know, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I first, I first heard you at um, the 2019, um, you know, selling raffle tickets, and then mm -hmm. I believe I also heard you at Leadership Week, right? That the, the last one that we had. Yes, it, yeah. in 2019. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so it will, it will be great to shake hands this year, um, in person, you know, and I'll say, hey, I'm that Sunday <laughs> edition guy. <laughs> yes, I did. And did. yeah, no, I'm I'm very honored to have gotten the award. Uh, you know, it's uh, something, and the, and the the plaque is very um, it's very neat. Yeah, and now Ellen's on the committee as well, right? Pardon, I uh, Zelda. I don't know if Zelda's on the committee. No, Zelda, Zelda is on the DKM. The there were Kate McDaniel, oh, yes, the first timers, right. and the J.P. Morgan Chase. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yes. So she's on that committee. So. Right, right. Yes, indeed. A lot of a lot of committees for awards, different awards. So yeah, yeah she's on that. Yeah, yeah. So Connie, any any other questions for Ellen? You know, um, Ellen, do you just have any other words of wisdom of what people can, um, how to inspire people to be leaders? You know, you've been a leader for a long time, you know, locally and in your affiliate and in the national level, you know, do you have some words of wisdom or thoughts? Yes. Well, I guess we we like to get people involved and uh, and getting the people involved and getting them to do something, not only to be a member, but uh, to to give them something to do uh, to get them involved. Uh, that's that's important. Who first who first got you involved in ACB? Uh, I guess I I attended um, the the first the first uh, national convention I went to was in 1993, and um, you know coming from a small affiliate uh, where everybody knows everybody else and going to the national convention. And seeing, you know, all the work that's being done, uh, that's what really kind of inspired me to get involved with ACB too. So, cool. So, yeah, yeah. So hopefully you'll stick around as well for when we open it up for questions and comments. Sure, good enough. Thank you. Awesome. All right, Connie, who are we bringing to the stage now? All right, we don't have um, any others. We have Joel, but he's part of Katie, so we'll wait a little bit. But I just want to go over some of the awards so people know what they are and a little bit of history, sure. if that's okay. And how they can, yes, and how they can submit and what the deadlines and, are. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Um, the next award is the George, George Card Award. And that is given in honor of George Card, who was the executive secretary of the Wisconsin Council of the Blind, a member of ACB's Board of Directors, a delegate to the World Council for the Welfare of the Blind, and an associate editor of the Braille Forum. 
It is presented in recognition of outstanding service by a blind person who has contributed to the betterment of the blindness community. This recipient must possess leadership qualities and demonstrate strength as a positive role model. So a little bit of history um, on George is Wisconsin native George Card was active in the movement of the organize, organized blind since its earliest days in the 1940s. Unlike many of his friends and colleagues, he did not completely lose his sight until adulthood. When he was six, a playmate accidentally shot him, destroying the sight in one eye. The other eye was blinded as a result of an automobile accident when he was 33. A graduate of the University of Wisconsin, Card then graduated from the university's School of Law with highest honors and was a member of the Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society. He um, averaged careers included county supervisor, small businessman, lawyer, and manager of an automatic machine merchandising and wholesale firm. He was also active in local politics and community affairs. In 1940, he became an active member of the National Federation of the Blind, but later joined the American Council of the Blind, traveling the country, organizing its state affiliates. He was editor of the NFB's Braille Monitor and later was associate editor of the Braille Forum, for which he wrote the popular column here and there. Card's leadership roles include that of executive secretary of Wisconsin, Council of the Blind, member of the ACB board of directors and delegate of the World Council for the Welfare of the Blind. In 1968, he was the first recipient of the ACB George Card. And some of the past winners um, in 2010 was Dan and Brenda Dillon, um, 2014 was Paul Edwards, um, 2016 was Ward Bond, 2017 was Cindy Hollis. So that's just some of the different people, but he goes way back to a beginning of, you know, foundation of ACB. So. Nice. Um, the next award is the Robert S. Bray Award. Um, may be given, given to an individual or organization that has made a significant contribution to improving the library service, information technology, or communication access. Uh, Robert Bray was the chief of the Division of the Blind and Physically Handicapped Library of Congress, the precursor of the NLS. Bray headed the organization from 1957 to 1972. During overseeing the program through its transition from a network of 28 incorporating libraries to more uh, than uh, 100 upon his retirement. Readership increased over his direction from around 58,000 58, to more than 300,000. Uh, wow. A couple of the winners, couple of winners there is 2010, Judy Dixon, 2011, Christopher, um, Christopher Toth Quitter, of development. Um, I know Kim Charlson 
won one year. Um, 2016 is Apple with Sarah Hedinger. So it, a lot of times it's, um, you know, just not individuals, but organizations with that award. Um, the next one, we're getting closer. The James R. Olson Award, Distinguished Award, Service Award is given in honor of Jim Olson, ACB's longest serving staff member. He um, was the treasurer and assistant vice, assistant treasurer and executive, executive director of ACB Enterprises and uh, Services. This award may be given to an individual or organization that has made important contributions to advance opportunities for the blindness community. Uh, so um, 2013, Brian Charleston received that one. 2014, Chris Gray received that one. Um, 2018, Microsoft received it. Awesome. Now we're down. Yeah, so now we're just down to basically um, the affiliate awards. Um, so we don't really get to choose. We do get to choose it. The, um, it's the affiliate outreach based on recommendations by an affiliate present, which um, recognizes a local chapter for a new outreach program. This program must have a measurable outcome. Last year, it was um, the affiliate with the growth award it was um, Oklahoma. Let me find my little spot here. I just lost. It was Friends in Focus from Medina, Ohio is who won that one. And then we have, which we don't really, it falls under us, but we don't get to choose is the affiliate um, growth, of, uh, growth, growth awards. I can't even talk anymore. Um, one has to do with numbers, how many new members by number affiliate gets, and the other one is by the percentage of members that you receive. So those are all the awards that we are over, which are quite a few. Um, so the process to do an application is basically write a letter of nomination, and they need to be submitted no later. The deadline is April 1st, and they need to be sent in to both Carrie Muth and myself um, to our email addresses. I can give those out. Anthony, is that okay or not? Or they're, yeah, they're ACB addresses, aren't they? Uh, no, they're um, our local, our our own. So um, I, I don't think they'll yell at us. You can give them out. Yeah, I, we have in the past. So it's mine is Connie K O N I dot L dot Sims S I M S at gmail dot com. And Carrie is uh, C-A-R-R-I-E dot Muth, M-U-T-H dot A-C-B-O at gmail.com. So you need to send a letter to both of us. And then we um, share it with the committee and review and um, make our decisions. So, and it, a lot of it has to do with, you know, how it's written. So remember, these are national awards, except the one affiliate outreach award is a local one. But otherwise, this information is based on national um, things that you've done on the national level. It's, a lot of times people will send in, you know, things for like affiliate or local level, but 
these actually recognize, you know, what is what has someone done on the national level like Marjorie and um, Alan have done. And, you know, all this information is a lot to digest when you're listening to it. If you yep. go to ACB, uh, I'm so used to saying <laughs> Yeah, you can go to ACB. ACB.org yeah. and click on there. All of the, everything that Connie, all the information Connie just gave us is listed very nicely um, yeah. on the ACB page under awards. Yep, exactly. So thanks for reminding me of that. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot of information. Um, don't ever hesitate just to reach out to um, either of us if you have questions also. So contact information's on there also. All right. Well, somebody who has been to Sunday edition many times, but um, has been here quite a few times in the last few months. I am so very happy to welcome back Katie Frederick. I hope. Yes, I am here. (laughs) Sorry about that. I know when I'm streaming, sometimes when you have that pause while people find the unmute button, you're like, did the stream go off the air? Are we good? But no, we are all here. So thank you for having me again on Sunday edition. I feel like I've been on for what, about a month now. So off and on in various roles and it's all been fun. So I'm back again. Well, we love having you. You are one of our favorite people. Um, so let's do let's do a recap of the BOP. And for those who might not know, but I think most of us do, the Board of Publication Awards. Sure. So um, each year, the Board of Publications um, offers three awards that we present. And because we are the ACB Board of Publications and um, the work that we do focuses on things related to writing and communications, so do our awards. So we have the... um, We have the Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award, the Vernon Henley um, Media Award, and the Hollis Liggett um, Braille Free Press Award. And again, all of these awards, while they they have a focus and emphasis on on, um, writing and media, they, they are pretty broad, although we do want to look um, for next year, you know, starting obviously after this year, um, we do want to look at, you know, some of the criteria and, and make some improvements, see if we can ref, um, refine them a little bit more to be, you know, to make sure that we are inclusive of all the um, new and emerging kind of uh, media that's out there these days. So um, um, we um, the first one is the, the Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award, and um, this is honoring um, Ned E. Freeman, who was the um, first president of ACB and then later an editor of the Braille Forum. So um, this is this award is for articles that were published between April and March of t- April of 2021 and March of 2022. So for the past year, um, the all articles that were published in the ACB Braille Forum in all formats are automatically eligible for consideration. Um, individual articles that are published by any affiliate in its official publication may also be nominated by the affiliate's president or editor. So. 
again, if it's this this award not, not only covers articles in the ACB um, Braille Forum publication, but it also includes articles from affiliate newsletters as well. Um, articles that have not that have appeared in the um, ACB Braille Forum um, can be submitted in any format. Um, the article must demonstrate excellence in writing, novelty, approach, or originality of the subject matter. Um, the author will receive a plaque and a cash prize of $100 at the annual conference and convention. So Ooh, drinks on them. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> We're buying dinner. Um, no, so, so this is, you know, really, again, a, a great way to recognize um, not only those who write for the, the Braille Forum, which, you know, we, we appreciate, but also our affiliate publication writers as well for those who might write for um, our state or special interest affiliates. Um, next, we have one that I think is really cool. I think these are all really cool awards, but this one is especially cool because I think it's an area where a lot of us can relate. We have the Vernon, the Vernon Henley Media Award. And yeah. this one is, um, so this is, um, it's intended to be a vehicle for publicizing ACB throughout the general media and to encourage excellence and accuracy in electronic and print coverage of items that are related to the blind, the blind or low vision community. So really, this is an award where we within ACB get to acknowledge people who are positively promoting people who are blind or have low vision and I don't know about you, Anthony, but I think we could certainly use more recognition of that, right? So absolutely, that's why I think this is this is a really neat award. Um, this award can be presented to any organization, company, or individual um, that's either sighted or blind who has again made a positive difference in in the press, whether that's radio, television, electronic media magazines, newspapers during the, again, that April 2021 through March of 2022 time um, frame. And again, it's, you know, for portraying the capabilities of people who are blind in a positive light, rather than focusing on outdated stereotypes and misconceptions. And um, again, this is, this is just so important to highlight and recognize. And I'm so, um, proud that we offer this award in there's addition been, to our other awards yeah so, and there's been some really interesting winners can you can you rattle off one or two of our past winners well i believe we have one of them here today <laughs> <laughs> joel dr joel snyder is here with us hi katie for a bowl yes <laughs> hi katie Hi, Joel. Thank you. And thanks for coming on Sunday edition. And, of course. Sharing um, about this. So do you want to talk a little bit about the um, kind of your experiences and your I, I um, and your uh, winning the award and how that um, was for you? Oh, well, it was it was marvelous. Um, the um, being a part of the ACB community over these last golly, 20 some years 
has been such an enriching part of my life. Um, of course, my work is over the last 40 some years has been with audio description. And I am a, a firm believer that the, the best audio description happens when you're, you're closely involved with the people for whom audio description is designed, the people that we serve. You know, nowadays, um, nowadays, most media description is written by somebody in their home office somewhere, voiced by somebody else. And I suspect some of those folks have never even met somebody who's blind. And I think that influences how description is written. So it's been an, important to me to have a close relationship uh, with the American Council of the Blind all the years. I, I, all these years, I, I really think it it makes a difference in how description is done. And beyond that, uh, you know, um, it was so great for Anthony to have Chris Snyder uh, on just a little bit earlier because nothing about us without us. You know, yeah. people people who are blind. Uh, not only did they come up with the idea of audio description, I'm talking about Margaret Fangedeel and Chet Avery here in the Washington, D.C. area, but there are people like Chris who are expert voice talents, narrators, they're expert audio editors, they're expert producers of description, and they're expert writers, they're consultants on the writing of description, working with a, a sighted person. And it is so important to do that. In fact, Chris and I are doing a workshop tomorrow uh, at the PAC RIM, Pacific RIM uh, Conference on the Arts and Disabilities in Hawaii. Uh, unfortunately, we'll be doing it virtually rather than, than actually being there. Um, although I've, I've been there uh, to, to speak at that conference a number of times. Uh, but our session tomorrow is indeed nothing about us without us. I will talk a little bit about audio description generally. And then Chris is the, the, the star of the show, really, because he'll, he'll talk about how people who are blind can be instrumental in the development of, of audio description. So it was wonderful to receive the Vernon Henley Award. Um, uh, I, if there's a minute or two or, or a little later, I can talk about the Audio Description Project yes. Awards. Um, yeah, I'm going to call that, you back up for that. Yeah. I'll, I'll come back on for that a little bit later. Thanks, Anthony. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And again, guys, gals, everybody out there, if you have not experienced Dr. Joel Snyder's book, it is the visual made verbal, and it is a it is an incredible read. So check that out. And Joel, we'll talk to you in a little Pub while. Published by the American <laughs> Council of the Blind. I'll let you know. Twenty fourteen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, what's up next? Um, yeah. So I just want to talk a little bit more. I have a little bit more. Um, criteria around or information about the Vernon Henley, because I do think it's um, just a little bit, it's important to clarify. So this, um, again, it's, it's written, you know, it's, it's an award for um, portraying those positive um, contributions, but it's um, programs or articles that are written and produced specific, specifically for a visually impaired audience, as well as those intended, intended for the general public are also eligible. So again, this is really wide ranging and just um, basically, you know, if you if you can think of of a, of a medium that's positively portraying people who are blind or low vision, please submit a nomination for this award because it's it is really um, a you know something that we we want to um, promote. So. Um, again, lots going on around, you know, with audio description and other things. So, um, you know, if you can think of anything 
that would be applicable, um, feel free to submit it. And um, we can talk about that, um, how to submit um, in a little bit. So for clarification um, on this, there there are a lot of folks out there that are doing great podcasts. I mean, you know, Brian and Carl, who are doing Picture This and, um, you know, Know Your Narrator. Would podcasts be eligible? And how about Chris, you know, and Audioize and I forget the other company, but um, what they're doing tonight. If somebody wanted to nominate, are those eligible as well? Um, I believe so. Again, this this does not specifically mention podcasts, but it does say radio programs and you know um television so again this is one of the things that we want to really um, look at for next year is being as um descriptive as possible with with the medium that it does does include but you know again i mean i i say nominate and um give us give us work to do make us work and um help us help us present this this award to um you know, deserving people. So, you know, if, you know, if you, um, if you think of, you know, podcasts or, you know, um, companies, because again, yes, it can be awarded to an organization or company. So that is definitely, um, definitely possible as well. Awesome. What else do you have for us, Katie? Um, yep. And next we have the Hollis Liggett um, Braille Free Press Award. And this one is um, the, um, it's intended to promote the best journalistic practices. Um, so within ACB's state and special interest affiliate publications. So all periodicals of ACB affiliates that are distributed no less than semi-annually semi are eligible. Um, Nominations must be submitted by the affiliate's newsletter editor or president, um, and submissions need to include um, two issues of the affiliate's publication um, sent electronically, and um, there are some questions here to answer, and I'm, I'm reading this from the, um, all of this information is available in the January issue of the ACB Braille Forum, so you can reference that. But this, the Hollis Liggett Free Press Award, and the for those who don't know, um, the Free Press was the precursor to the ACB Braille Forum. So it was um, that that um, Hollis Liggett edited, and so that's that's the nature of this award. And so it is here to honor the entire publications that are state and special interests affiliates um, produce. And I know that um, my home affiliate of Ohio won this several years ago. And I believe recently, um, Sheila Young, uh, the Florida yes. Council, and I'm blanking on the publication name, I apologize. White King Bulletin. Yes, the White King <laughs> Bulletin. Um, that was a recent recipient as well. So um, those are, you know, again, just some examples of, of that. And it's, um, it's again just a way for us to recognize the um, entire issues of the um, newsletters that our our affiliates, state and special interest, um, produce. 
So those are the awards that we have. Um, Our deadline is April 1st. um, And to submit nominations, um, contact Sharon Levering. If you are going to, um, you can email her. um, That's slovering at acb.org. And, or you can also, um, if you wish, mail them to the national office. Um, The submissions should be accompanied by a letter that um, provides details about the nominee, including including their their contact information and um, details about the submission. So um, again, this, this is all in the January issue of the Braille Forum as well. Um, so it's, it's all there for you to look at and, and review. Um, and I do want to point out that just as a, um, for people to be aware of that, you know, members of the, of the board of directors and board of publications, as well as staff and contractors of ACB, um, are not eligible to be, you know, we can't participate. That would be it's definitely a conflict of interest. So, um, but also <laughs> yeah. any um, any individual or affiliate who has won um, in the past four years, so since 2018, is also not eligible this time. So, um, or not eligible to receive the same award. So, again, just um, keeping those things in mind. But otherwise, nominate, 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 please, please, please. And um, we, as the BOP, we look forward to reading those um, nomination submissions and um, challenging ourselves, having a hard time deciding who to award this year. So, and I, I want to thank um, Connie and Carrie and the awards committee. I've been attending some of their meetings. We've been on some you know, community calls, Tuesday topics, different things. Again, really trying to help get the word out about the awesome awards that ACB offers as a whole. And of course, this includes the, the BOP and I think um, we're going to be talking about audio description here soon as well, which is another great um, initiative. So with that, I'll hand it back to you, Anthony. Well, before you go, you have a very big, every week for you is busy, but um, you have a, a BOP meeting this week. Um, anything you want to preview to the folks out there? Well, um, the BOP meeting is Tuesday, March 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if that... Um, if you if you are having trouble sleeping, no, I'm kidding. Um, and you want you know need need some help sleeping? No, just kidding. We we have great meetings. Um, we we have long meetings. There they usually last about two hours, but they're really really fruitful meetings. We have um, lots of good discussion. We usually hear we hear updates on ACB Media. So um, um, congratulations to Rick Morin and Larry Gassman for their new appointments um, within their respective um, ACB media roles. So I'm, I imagine we'll be hearing Absolutely. from at least one of them um, on Tuesday. And um, we will be um, having our, our meeting. It's streamed on ACB Media 6. So you can also listen that way or you can join um, the Zoom link and that will be sent out um, via email as well. So um yeah, we, we have our fir- our meetings the first um, Tuesday of each month at, um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. So all are welcome to join and 
participate. So um, we do have um, coming out in our March issue um, of the Braille Forum, we are looking at um, our friends at CCLVI, the Council of Citizens um, with Low Vision Inter International reached out to us and um, asked if we would consider um, revising the large print guidelines. It's been about five years since those have been looked at already. And um, we have taken that on. And so in the um, March issue of the ACB Braille Forum, there's an article that's written in the um, proposed large print guidelines standards. And so basically what we are doing is looking to um, conform our ACB large print guidelines and standards with those that are more um, adopted kind of um, universally. Yes. And so yeah. um, we are looking to do that. And there is a, is a place um, in there where you can send feedback to um, Sharon Lovering, who will share that with us, but just to let people know that that is happening in the March issue of the forum. And we wanted to do that so that our large print readers mm -hmm. who receive the magazine in um, hard copy could, you know, hold it, look at it and really get a sense of, of the proposed changes that we're, that we are um, looking to make um, to help make our large print more universal and, and um, more accessible for all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You'll stick around for questions. Absolutely. All right. Before I transition back to Dr. Snyder, um, I also, <clears throat> they're not quite awards. Um, I think they fall maybe a little bit more in the honorarium, honoree category. But um, this program, Sunday Edition, is partnering up with GDUI for the first of what we hope will be a long-standing annual tradition. Um, we are calling it ACB Furry hyphen tales and that's instead of fairy tales it's t-a-i-l-s and for this first year we're going to go big um we are going to honor 10 service animals uh 10 guide dogs skilled professionals um over the last 60 years of acb so if you've got pictures and memories please submit them to sunday edition ac at gmail.com that Sunday edition, ac at gmail.com. We'll be collecting, collating, and then a group from GDUI and myself and Byron from Sunday edition will pick 10 of the nominated. They will receive a paw shape plaque. There'll be a video testimonial that we created about it, and we're going to create a page. I'm not sure if it's going to go off of GDUI or off of ACB Media, but we will create a page where those video testimonials, pictures, and the originating nomination letters will go. And then, and that will be something a legacy for all of those great pups over the years that have been so memorable. Um, so please, 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 if you, if you have, you know, if you have a dog that really touched you in some way, um, nominate for us. And, and there's going to be a live program at convention. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be some treats and, and stuff going on. Um, and like I said, the paw-shaped plaque and, of course, the honorarium of, of being remembered through ACB and Guide Dog Users Incorporated. So I hope you guys are excited by that. I'll be putting announcements out periodically, but um, start sending in those submissions. We're really looking forward to, to a really fun program. I want to thank the folks at GDUI, um, Sarah, of course, Penny, Maria Hansen. Um, you know, they're really excited about it. And they're, they're really great folks to work, uh, people to work with. 
So enough about that. <laughs> Let's welcome back Joel and have him talk about the Audio Description Project ADP Awards. That's great. That's great. Thanks. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, the um, well, it was uh, I'm very proud to have uh, worked with the American Council of the Blind just about 11, 12 years ago to establish something that we called the Audio Description Project. And just very briefly, I want to be sure that folks know um, how many different kinds of programs and initiatives we have. We have, uh, in addition to the Audio Description Project Awards, uh, we have uh, an Audio Description Institute twice a year where we train prospective describers. We have our 19th session coming up uh, next month. Um, We have... Um, a conference that we do uh, twice a year. Uh, I'm sorry, every other year, uh, basically. We have a, kind of an off-year a series of sessions that we do at the at the ACB conference as well. Um, we have our website. Uh, and if you have never experienced the website, it really is the go-to place for information about audio description. HTTPS colon slash slash, of course, adp.acb.org. You can find out what's on television right now with description, what films, what streaming projects have description, what performing arts spaces in your state have description, what museums, and and so much more. Lots of, lots of wonderful information there. Um, we have a great, speaking of awards, uh, Anthony, we have a great uh, initiative called Beatty, B-A-D-I-E, yes. <laughs> Benefits of Audio Description in Education. And it is designed to uh, acknowledge uh, award, um, honor kids who are blind, who write reviews of audio described media. And we've been doing it, golly, almost since the beginning of the the project um, in one form or another. And it has been great fun. We get, oh golly, at least 30, 40 entries every year from yeah. kids ages 7 to 17. And uh, it's great fun to read their reviews. And one, one they, they get great prizes and their teachers get great prizes. Uh, and one neat uh, part of it too is we get our grand prize award winner usually to, to come and actually speak yep. and share their essay at the ACB convention, or perhaps at the leadership meeting uh, in the uh, in the spring, so that's a great little initiative. And we do all kinds of special projects uh, throughout you know, Joel, each year. Yeah, last year, just around this time. So, if folks go to acbmedia.org under podcasts, Sunday Edition did um, a really, really awesome show with Susan Glass and Jolyn oh, Bailey yes. Page and Jason. I cannot remember his last name. Stark. We had Jason Stark. Jason yeah. Stark. Thank you. Yeah. So we had a winner on. They read their essay. Oh, great. We spoke That's about. Right. Yeah, it's a great history lesson. It's a really great show. Go back and listen to it. Um, <laughs> it was a lot wonderful. of fun. That's wonderful. All right. Sorry to yeah. cut you off, but I think no, no. That's that folks great. there. I'm yeah. glad you I'm glad you mentioned that. Absolutely. It's a it's a great little uh, contest and we have a lot of fun with it. Um, the Audio Description Project uh, Awards, um, we are announcing actually right now our 14th, our call for nomination for the 14th annual Audio Description Project Awards. And um, we this is a great way to honor folks who are working in audio description um, that actually develop the audio description. People who are blind, people who are sighted. Um, now, you may know that 
just this past year, we initiated something called the AD Gala, and uh, we gave separate awards at this gala that acknowledged the folks, um, the organizations, I should say, who who produce programming that is audio described. They've they've shown a real commitment to wanting to include audio description. So the networks, the 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 filmmakers, those kinds of folks. So that's one uh, way in which we uh, as ACP acknowledge folks working with description. But um, the the formal awards that we give out through the audio description project are uh, and there we we kind of lump them into achievement awards and then two very special awards which I'll come to. But the Achievement Awards uh, this year in media for individuals, um, the Achievement Award in performing arts for organizations, and then a second one for individuals. In uh, museums, museums, visual arts uh, centers, visitor centers for organizations and for individuals. We got a new award this year, which I think is a great addition, uh, an Achievement Award to public sector uh, government agencies, federal, state, local, that have really taken oh. the yeah they've they've taken the lead to uh, support audio description and get it out there. So we're excited about that. We have, um, uh, if I do say so myself, the audio description project has has had a an impact internationally. There are folks all over the world that go to that website that contact me for information. By the way, mentioned uh, my book earlier, published by ACB. It's been it's been published now in six languages, in Braille and uh, as an audio book by the Library of Congress. So we have an impact internationally. So we give an achievement award that's focused on international activity, uh, and we've oh, golly we've awarded uh, organizations and folks in Germany, in New Zealand, in Australia. Uh, oh boy, uh, memory fails, but all over the world world. And then two special awards, the Dr. Margaret Fanshteel Memorial Award in Audio Description for Research and Development. This really, you know, in in Europe in particular, Anthony, audio description is studied as an academic discipline yes. um, because it's considered a kind of audiovisual translation, actually translating from, from images to words, just as subtitles, tran- uh, subtitlers translate language and dubbers and such. My own PhD is from the University, University of Barcelona. Of yeah, so, Barcelona. So, yeah. yeah so, so we really try to acknowledge who's working in research and development and coming up with all kinds of ideas abroad, wherever it happens throughout the world. And then finally, um, I mentioned earlier that, by the way, Margaret Fanshteel is the woman that's credited for uh, developing the very, the world's first audio description service. That happened here in the Washington, D.C. area in 1981. I was a part of it. And uh, this award is a way to to, to really uh, honor her memory. And finally, the Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description. Barry Levine, also a blind man who was really the first um, president of what was called Audio Description International, and it became the Audio Description Project of the American Council of the Blind. He was a a longtime ACB member. I know he was, uh, I believe he was chair of the Friends of of Libraries, um, 
he he just was so seminal in in boosting audio description so our career achievement award is named for him and i was proud to receive it uh, golly myself six seven years ago um in any event we're looking forward to getting nominations from everybody listening to this program uh make it your <laughs> your responsibility to submit a nomination in one of those categories the nominations end on friday may 5th and uh Here's a chance for me to plug the, the the website again, because that's where you go to find the nomination material, criteria, and more information. Again, it's https colon slash slash adp.acb.org. So that's a snapshot there, a little thumbnail sketch of what the Audio Description Project Awards are about. That's awesome. Now, I know that you are fiercely working to put together this year's um, Institute, and I, yeah. I've put out some feelers with Jolyn to see if maybe we can do a Sunday edition after it's over with some participants and really highlight what it, you know what it really does and and That's some of the great. you know some of the people that participate you know what what their experience was like but can you tease us um <laughs> with anything that you might be working on for this year's national? conference and convention oh sure well yeah the institute comes up this coming month um but at the national this is kind of an off year for us we, we try to conserve our resources and, and yeah. focus every <laughs> other year on having a major audio description project conference within the acb conference but you know there's been such demand every year for for some sessions on on audio description that uh kim charlson who's our the co-chair of our steering committee uh she chairs the conference committee and she's got a great lineup of uh golly five or six sessions i know one of them um that i'm helping to develop is is indeed called nothing about us without us and it will be chaired by our very own chris snyder uh and he's going to have uh other voices talents it will be an all blind session if you will all the participants uh, will be people who are blind or low vision who work with description as voice talents as audio editors as consultants as um, producers of description um, that's going to be a great session um, you know for what's become a tradition the last few years is that we try to play uh, make available to folks recordings of audio described tours that are oftentimes at museums or at parks, uh, National Park Service visitor centers. And we've collected now, golly, 20 some, I think, uh, different yeah. tours. And those will be played on a separate channel. Um, some that folks have already had access to. We're hoping for some new ones as well. So that's another aspect of the um, the conference. I'm trying to think of the other sessions that we've got. Well, those are two things right there. I'm going to look this up myself and um, we can move on, but um, I'll, I'll see if I can come up with some of the other sessions that we'll be holding. Awesome. And you mentioned, Chris, um, and BPI, yeah. Uh, Blind Pride International has been very um, proactive in trying to help promote and making conversations available. So Chris is also producing a day in the life of um, of audio description, both from the audio engineering and the narration standpoint. Um, so uh, that's going to be uh, great. a great program. And then he'll answer questions um you know live as well i don't i don't know if he'll be able to join us in person or if it'll be through the you know through the hybrid room 
But um, that's going to be a really great program. He's going to take us through his entire day for both of the hats that he wears. And then folks can, you know, pick his brain a little bit. Um, That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I called this up, uh, uh, Anthony, if, if cool. we, we can take a section, second or two. Uh, another session this summer will be, it's called uh, the Best of the 2021 Audio Description Gala Awards and an update on the 2022 Gala. So if people missed that gala um, this past November, you get a chance to relive the excitement. Uh, another session is called Self-Description. Too much or just enough the blind community perspectives that's been um, kind of an interesting topic of yeah. late, whether or not it makes sense to uh, whenever you're at a meeting or whatever to describe your own visage or to have other people in the meeting describe their visage um, and you know there's a real mix of opinion on that so we thought we would explore that um, I've done some writing on it uh, Dr. Brett Oppegaard has done some research and writing on it um, I think that'll be an interesting session um, and then uh, let's see potential employment opportunities with the National Park Service u- utilizing audio description. Um, the National Park Service, far and away, has been the federal agency most committed to making yeah. their facilities uh, and programs accessible to folks who are blind. So uh, that will be a, a session about the Park Service and all that they do, uh, including the UNID program, which makes yeah, primarily makes um, the Descriptathon and makes the brochures, the print brochures at parks, makes that uh, them accessible and then um finally uh let's see let's see um oh we'll have a session i believe on uh uh, the folks that do win the 2022 audio description project awards so we'll um uh, we'll know that uh, late in May, June, we'll, we have a committee led by the very able Jeff Tom, who will be making those decisions and, and we'll be able to announce them at the conference. Cool. All right. So I'm going to put Byron on alert. We probably will be going to hands soon. Connie, um, have I covered everything? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, I, I think it's great that Joel could talk about the ADP and Katie, you know, like, you know, it's been great that we can all work together. That's what we're here for. I mean, it's all ACB and we just want to really promote and recognize people for all of their efforts and everything that they do. I mean, everyone has talents and leadership Absolutely. skills. So, so yeah. Any- any memorable skills professionals of the fur kind that you might be thinking of nominating for a furry tale? <laughs> Do I, I, you know, I, um, you know, I've never had a guide dog. My husband doesn't have one, but you know, we've had some friends, but, um, you know, I, I, I have some here in South Dakota that it caught my attention when you talked about it. So, um, it would be interesting. I mean, one is, um, actually, one gal here um she still has she kept the guide dog but the guide dog actually lost the sight due to um glaucoma in one eye so um is not able to see good enough to guide anymore so she ended up getting another one but yeah it's some you know just some interesting fairy tale accomplishments good stuff (laughs) i think that's a cool idea so yeah. And I'm hoping I'm hoping listeners will will, uh, you know, and even if they're not Sunday edition listeners, I'm hoping whoever decides will reach back into the vaults. I'd, I'd love to hear some stories about, you know, some of the early ACB guide dogs as well. 
Um, so yeah, please folks, if you, if you have some memorable puppy stories, um, and, and, you know, dogs that have definitely touched, you know, lives and, and, and really, you know, are deserve a spot to be remembered, please reach out. All right. Yeah, then I they're, think, cause I think I agree with you, Anthony, I'm not going to cut you off, but I think that's, you know, it's, it's their history, you know, they're part of ACB. They're, they're our family. You know, I, like I said, I don't have a guy dog, but, um, I love dogs and, they're they're they are families so i think they're part of the history and they help us make who we are so and in a few weeks sunday edition will have you know the ladies of gdui on and we'll talk a little bit more about it hopefully we'll have had a couple of submissions at that point and we can kind of tease what we're you know what we're sifting through but uh stay tuned for that all right byron let's start taking hands and I will remind folks that it is a gen- generic Sunday edition link. So anytime you want to join a Sunday edition program, you can use the same link. If you have any questions or comments for all of our speakers, um, now's the time to join us and, and pop those hands up. Byron? All right. I don't see any hands at the moment, but uh, give people a couple of seconds here to get them up, I guess. Any questions or comments um, from anything you've heard today? Oh gosh, you know, I've always wanted a a guide dog. Um, I never had one myself, but I I have a lot of friends that have guide dogs and some really fun and interesting stories um, about guide dogs. But uh, uh, no, I don't, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. We do have Katie with a question though. Sure. I do. Yes, Anthony. So um, I'm really curious about this, this furry tales award that you mentioned. Um, Is it so I understand that it's highlighting guide dogs and I'm currently um, working my third dog. So I, I very well may have some contributions to, to um, submit nominations to submit, but is there any specific criteria or is it really just highlighting the work that our guide dogs do or. Well, the criteria is that, you know, we, we have to have, we have to have someone who can represent the team. Um, so if we're going back in, you know, back into the vault, um, and there's a really memorable dog or a really memorable moment from a dog's life, we would need somebody, you know, a family member at least, or we would need somebody that can represent virtually, or, you know, if they're going to be at the convention, um, we're looking for a, a letter of submission, um, that, that should include, you know, facts about the dog and the team, um, any memorable stories, a couple of photos, and the nominating person, um, if they have, you know, m- multiple persons who would like to appear also in the video testimonial. Um, and again, you know, it'll be a Zoom video testimonial, so you don't necessarily have to be on camera, but we're hoping um, mo- that folks will, will want to be on camera. And if not, we can put pictures um, of, the, of the highlighted puppy <laughs> um, in place for the video. But yeah, that's... That's pretty much the criteria, just memorable and, and great teams. You know, we want to honor both and they'll get a paw-shaped plaque and a couple of treats. Um, there are some, some of the guide dog schools, I think, are going to uh, send some stuff for our program. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. Well, Thank I think you. that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I have a question. Where did you send that? For the- oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> um you send it to the Sunday edition the Sunday edition email, which is very easy. It's Sunday edition with my initials AC at gmail.com. And um myself and I'm 
not sure that I actually have Luke Byron in, but myself, Byron, Sarah Penny, and um, Maria will be will be judging um, or pulling out the most memorable from the submissions. We're going to honor ten dogs this this first year. Ten, I should really say ten teams. Um, we're going to highlight ten ten dogs and the team itself this year. I do have a question, Anthony. Um, so, yes. you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, wonderful dogs that have, uh, served, uh, blind people, uh, that are no longer with us. You know, they've, they've, uh, crossed that rainbow bridge. Um, are you guys accepting, uh, nominations from dogs, you know, from about dogs that are no longer with us, or are we talking about active teams only at this point? No. And that's the beauty of it. Um, if, if the team, interacted with ACB anytime within the 60 years that ACB has been active in, in this beautiful organization. Um, any team within the 60 years of ACB is, is eligible. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there've been some great dogs over the years. Yeah. I've heard that there's some, some really awesome stories from convention dogs that have done some fun stuff. So, you know, you go back into your memory banks and, and pull out some of these great stories. All we ask, though, is that, that you give us a general knowledge of the team itself and, and knowledge, you know, a general knowledge of, of the dog name and, and what school they came from, when they started guiding, how long they guided for, things like that. Do we have any hands? I'm not seeing any. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not seeing any at the moment. All right. Well, then I am going to put our guests on the spot. Hey, Marjorie. Yes, sir. How much audio description do you do you access on, let's say, like a weekly basis? Audio description. I guess I'm more of the person that goes to places, and if they don't have audio description, I give them a hard time. Mm. I was going to ask you. Oh, <laughs> and what I found out that then if I go back and several months later, if it was good at that time, it has not been kept up to date. And that is the thing that really, really aggravates me. And <laughs> I'm, on, I'm trying to be on top of that all the time. And it's, it's a never ending battle, especially in museums uh, and places like that. And Joel, um, there's there's information on the ADP website on how folks can can advocate for audio description in their theaters and things like that. Um, and like you said, there's a list of theaters and and sites and, and national park. Any anywhere there's audio description, it's referenced somewhere on the ADP website. And the ADP website is really, really, really user friendly. Did you want to talk a little bit about any of that? Well, yeah, it is. It, it's probably our most visible uh, initiative of the Audio Description Project, and it reaches far and wide, largely due to our excellent webmaster, uh, Fred Brack, 
uh, who coordinates and collates all the information and makes sure it's posted in a timely way. Uh, I also want to acknowledge uh, some other folks that work on the website in gathering information and, and, and getting things out on uh, social media, uh, folks like Timothy Wynn and Serena Gilbert, who's done a great job uh, yeah. kind of uh, <laughs> taking charge of how we relate to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram um, and uh, so, uh, all of which I'm I'm not as familiar with as I should be, but she really makes uh, makes an impact with that. And Timothy is so great at gathering information about what's um, the latest on media and such, especially uh, the broadcast networks and streaming services. So they're, they're really, I, I can't emphasize it enough, uh, you know, adp.acb dot org uh, you can find and it's not just about media uh, not not by any stretch you know audio description began in live theater in, in performing arts so we yeah. try to really keep up with what's going on um, in each state uh, in performing arts spaces and also in museums too so um, if, if you haven't had a chance to to just browse through the the audio description project website it, I think it'd be worthwhile I have two more questions for you. The first being, tell us a little bit about Fred and JoLynn. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned JoLynn because uh, JoLynn Bailey Page is the Audio Description Project Coordinator. Um, and she is a staff person for ACB. She also works on grant writing, but it's it's so great that uh, you know, I had been the director uh, up until uh, of the project up until about a year or two ago, um, and then, but always on a contract because I have a separate company. Well, ACB decided, you know, we want we want to acknowledge this as a really a part of ACB and, and devote staff resources to it. So they brought JoLynn Bailey Page on, who's uh, an audio describer herself. She knows audio description inside and out. She's been through our audio description in, institute and is just committed to to making sure that the project and all of our initiatives work and work well and uh, that it's all done very smoothly. I'm still around as the uh, founder slash senior consultant to the project. So she's great. And and Fred Brack uh, has been in charge of our website really since the beginning. Uh, he he just, again, he he's another one who just lives, eats, and breathes audio description, especially with respect to media. He's been an audio describer. Uh, he's in North Carolina and very active with Arts Access Inc. There uh, in, I think it's in Raleigh. And um, he really keeps the, the website moving and, and current. He updates it at least twice a week. Uh, so we have all the most current information about what's happening uh, throughout the country, throughout the world even, uh, in audio description. Lots of feature articles, too, that we post. Yeah. Uh, we try to track um, the various podcasts on audio description and, and articles that happen uh, in different publications. So it's a great resource. So I'm, I wanted to ask you, did you get a, an opportunity to see the documentary, um, say his name, Five Days for George Floyd? Oh, you know, I haven't, but I've heard fantastic things about it. And help me out, Anthony, Is it is audio described, isn't it? It, it is by yes. Thomas Reed, who also oh, audio sure. described. And Byron, the executive producer of Sunday Edition, helped work on it, Nefertiti. Um, yep, who is yep. a newer member to ACB and doing some amazing things with the oh, yeah. um, yep. I think she's working with Gabriel as well on a few things. So 
Um, you know, a lot of our folks were instrumental and, in, in, um, you know, you can go back a three, four weeks ago on Sunday edition, we did, you know, an entire episode devoted to it. Sai, the director was here. Oh, so that's a um, really well, great will, project. And when you I talk about nothing that. about us without us, yep, yep. Um, this is a perfect example of, of that, pro that kind of project. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I will go back and check that out. Um, and, and people like Thomas Reed have, you know, he has uh, one of the podcasts that I mentioned out there. Yep. Um, read My Picture Mind. Oh, Read My it, Mind, that's right. Yeah, and it, 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 it is a wonderful review of what's happening with description and, and Thomas's own work with description and his perspectives, perspective on different kinds of uh, description and issues and such. And Nefertiti, um, you know, I, I brought Nefertiti on to, to actually voice the description uh, that for our AD Gala this past year. Thomas, of course, was the MC, which was so cool. Nefertiti did a great job voicing the description that we had written for the gala and she now works also with um, a great group in miami called dicapta which is the the leading uh, producer of audio description in spanish uh, throughout um, the united states and uh, that is so cool as well with 40 million spanish speakers in the united states we need to to get more visibility put on all those programs out there that are described in spanish do you think the Institute will ever attempt a, a Spanish um, arm of, of the Audio Description Institute? You know, that's a great idea. That has come up, and it's something we've had. Um, well, I golly, I trained uh, the describers that work for DICAPTA in Miami uh, some years back. Uh, I would love to see that happen. I'm not a fluent uh, Spanish speaker myself, but we could certainly branch out and do that. Another way we want to branch out, by the way, is um, to have an audio description institute that focuses on folks who are blind working in audio description. So it, it would take all that we do with description and really focus in on how people who are blind can be a part of description. We're, we're hoping to pull something like that together, uh, maybe even with the American Foundation for the Blind. I've been talking to them and such. Um, and, and by the way, uh, the Audio Description Institute is, is far from being just Joel. Uh, I, I take the lead on the first two days um, in providing a lot of background information and discussion. Uh, but then there are three more days, and we have with us uh, on the faculty, we have uh, Joyce Adams and Elisa Jansen, both, I think, two of the top audio describers in the country, uh, doing description for museums, for media. We have Chris Snyder uh, and, <laughs> Susan, and Susan Glass on our faculty, because again, having their perspective, not just as someone who's blind, but someone who's blind who knows about description. That's so critical. Yeah. And then beyond that, uh, we'll have Roy Samuelson, who voices probably more description than anybody else out there. He's such a great advocate for description, and he will be doing a session on voicing of audio description, along with uh, Satana Howry, who is uh, an extremely talented voicer of audio description, a blind woman. Uh, I've had the opportunity to have her do some of my projects, and uh, I think we've got a great crew. Uh, it should be a great, great uh, series of five half days, March 21st through the 25th. Nice. And I'm sure Satana is going to get at least one question about Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, Byron, I, I heard at least one hand go up. Who do we have with questions? We have somebody with a 407 area code. Go ahead, 407. Unmute and ask your question. Okay. Wow, this is uh, this is Shirley. And I'm sort of curious. Unfortunately, I'm coming in at a bad time because I missed part of the show today. And I saw the announcement about Chris. I'm assuming that I missed him being on. I'm sure he was on earlier. You um, did, but Byron, tell her how she can hear it not long after the show ends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You can always uh, listen to the ACB Media 2 stream uh, uh, about an hour after the show airs on ACB Media 1. Um, and it's okay. really close to the beginning. And then, of course, uh, if you just search for Sunday edition, ACB Sunday edition on your favorite podcatcher, right. like your Victor Reader stream yeah. or your iPhone uh, using, uh, you know, the Apple podcast or whatever, uh, it's right at the beginning of the show. Right. But but what I want to comment on, um, I'm I'm fascinated. Um, and maybe he talked about this and. And this is where I'm uh, at a disadvantage here. Um, you know, he's, he's a wonderful describer. I've certainly heard him uh, numerous times. And I, I think this is just a great opportunity. But what I'm very, very curious about, and I will certainly be listening to it tonight, I'm assuming, and my assumptions could be very wrong, that most of what Chris, you know, described or reads or whatever that he gets a lot of things in script and i'm having trouble imagining in my mind how a blind person is going to live describe um something you know and have have the information to actually describe a live event because obviously he's not going to be seeing what's going on to be able to do I'm the so. description so did he yeah. talk about this aspect of it at all? We did a little bit, and I have. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'm so pleased to be able to repeat this. Um, we're gonna have uh, Chris and his partner um, JC. JC was it? Um, yes. Back next next week, and they're gonna give us all kinds of behind the scenes. Um, but Chris is voicing the vignettes, the 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 produced material. And JC is 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 voicing the live stuff, and they'll they've they talked about how they have a back channel. They can hear what cameras going where, et cetera. It's it's really mm -hmm. exciting, and I think next week when we talk about this, we're gonna we're gonna get some really cool information. Um, Joel or Byron, okay. anything else to add on that? Well, I, yeah, I, this is Joel, and I would simply add, it's a great question, and Chris actually addressed it because he referred to himself as the audio description narrator not the describer he is totally blind okay. and certainly people right. who are totally blind congenitally blind are can be excellent writers and can be consultants on description scripts and produce description and such but sure uh, one part of audio description training involves re real close observation using eyes to see what's there and then making judgments as to what should be described or not now those judgments can be made by somebody who's blind along with the writer of the description but it, there is a distinction that could be should be made between the person who voices description who's not the describer the describer is someone who's written the script or is actually uh, perhaps extemporaneously coming up with the language that is is providing the description and that's what jc will be doing for the live sure. portions sure 
And thank you. And and my you know my apologies for obviously coming in uh, you know with the lack of knowledge of what took okay. place ahead of time, but. <laughs> I certainly appreciate uh, you guys clarifying it for me because I'm I'm very very excited about it and plan to listen to it anyway and now I will even more so um, awesome. thank you so much for filling me in I appreciate that you're welcome thank you thank you um, Byron I know I heard another hand go up yep we have Alan next go ahead Alan yes uh, thank you thank you Anthony um, yeah I want to brag about our uh, we have a describer here that describes uh, local theater productions and she does a great job. She's been doing that for the past 22 years and uh, she does she's she she does a great job. It makes all the difference as far as enjoying, you know, the production. So um, <clears throat> we, we enjoy audio description here in the local Fargo area community. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, just, okay. wanted, just wanted to, to uh, say that because she does a great job, and 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 uh, you know we're we're kind of a remote area out here, but we we have audio description, so <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Go ahead, Connie. This is um, yeah, and I just wanted to say that um, we don't have a whole lot here in South Dakota, unfortunately, but um, my husband Seth and I actually got the opportunity to work um, personally with Joel out here on a federal project here in South Dakota called Jewel Cave. So that was really a fun experience to work with him, um, with my husband being totally blind and me visually impaired and going through a visitor center and helping him um, give him ideas. But yeah, that was, it was a great experience. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Connie. The, the uh, you know, that, that the audio description for the Jewel Cave, it, it just wouldn't, happen if it wasn't for having folks like you and your husband advising me on you know does this make sense what i've put together here is the directional information helpful are the words creating a vivid image in your mind's eye um i i can't know that unless i have people uh, that can consult on the description and and they are paid an honorarium uh, uh because it's it's work it's work and that work is really very much appreciated as a part of developing audio description yeah it, so yeah it was it was fun because it got to see how he did his stuff you know and how he learned from us and so yeah it was it was a really good learning experience you know just a fun experience to do it byron do we have any other hands we don't have any other hands but i i do wanted to i did want to um impart something that and i think i've mentioned this in the past uh before in shows where we talk about description but now's a good time to repeat it and that is I work with seniors in my day job, uh, teaching them how to use uh, accessible technology. And audio description is one of those things that, you know, a lot of these folks are newly blinded. They're not hooked up with um, organizations like ACB. Their doctor has told them, you know, you've got glaucoma, you've got macular degeneration, uh, you know, here's glasses or whatever, uh, and good luck. And they send them off on their merry way and they don't know anything. And some of them are lucky enough to get hooked up with organizations, um, like state services for the blind, who's my employer. 
And then they learn about things like audio description. And I have had some really awesome experiences where uh, I have exposed people to audio description and particularly the audio description project where they can check out the daily TV listings to see what shows um, throughout the day are going to be audio described um, and, and the list of shows available on various streaming networks like Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that. Um, and it's it's changed a lot of lives. One particular yeah. story that I really love telling is, you know, there was a, a married couple uh, and, um, you know, at first I was worried that audio description wasn't going to work for them, uh, because, you know, the husband who was cited is, you know, quite curmudgeonly and, you know, doesn't like new things and, you know, finds, uh, you know, change to be difficult. And we turn on audio description and at first he's kind of grousing about how weird this is and how difficult it's going to be to deal with. And now oh, I don't like it. I leave from about two weeks to a month. And I come back and the husband uh, immediately, you know, puts his hand on my shoulder and leans in and he goes, thank you so much for telling me and my wife about this audio description stuff. Cause now we can watch a show together and I don't have to keep pausing it to tell her what's going on. I can fall asleep <laughs> and she doesn't care. You know, she doesn't care anymore. Cause I can, you know, she can watch the show independently and she doesn't need me to stay awake. I can just uh, go off into sleepy land and she can enjoy the show. So, uh, it was just kind of a cool experience to see, you know, one life, drastically altered by audio description and you know you multiply that by the thousands if not millions of right. other people watching it and it's just like wow well happy wife happy life courtesy of byron and and the impartation of audio description into their world that's that's awesome that's really really awesome all right we're winding down um i wanted to ask connie and katie if they had any final thoughts and then i'll talk about next week's show uh let's start with katie any any final thoughts? Um, I would just say thanks for having me again, Anthony. And it's always <laughs> great to be on the show and talk about the BOP awards. And again, please nominate. Um, the deadline is April 1st. And we look forward to receiving submissions. Absolutely. And I can't stress um, acbmedia.org more, uh, you know, any more than I have. But uh, you, can, you can access that January um, forum at from acbmedia.org as well. All right, Connie, you're up. Um, I just kind of want to echo Katie. I just want to thank you for having us and for the guests joining us, um, Joel and Marjorie and Alan and Katie. Um, I just, I really appreciate it. And the, we just really want more nominations we can get, the better off it's going to be. I mean, make us work. That's what we say is make us work. We want to, we want to work. That's what we're here for. So, um, you know, reach, go to the media, um, get, do the forum, go to, you know, acb.org and go on to the awards page and, um, all the awards are listed there, the BOP and I believe, and, the, um, the regular awards are. So yeah, just reach out to us. Thank you. So thank you, everyone. Alan, Marjorie, Joel, um, Connie, of course, and, and Katie, of course. Thank you all for being here. This is great. Um, I am doing another program. It's every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. 
Eastern time. It's called In the Land of Aru. It is a Carcerum fan cast, and we uh, speak each week with the voice actors and the mixers and the music people and the script writers. Each week we have a different guest or two guests. Um, we're eight episodes in. I put links up every week so that you can go back and catch up with us. But some of these conversations have been amazingly fascinating. How to break into the business. We're getting techniques on how to work on your voice. Improv, improv, improv is what everyone is telling us. Things like that. So please, please check that out. And the series itself is really cool. It's audio immersive. So there's no actual description. But the 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 way that they mix this, you're in the story with these folk, you know, with these voice actors. So it's really cool. Um, next week on Sunday edition, we're gonna be catching up with Claire Stanley. Um, we're gonna be catching up with Chris and JC. I am so excited to add that to the show. And we're also gonna be talking with Debbie Grubb and members of the education committee. They're doing some really good stuff and they need they need our participation. So it's going to be a really important conversation as well. So I hope you join me here on ACB Media One or wherever you catch your podcasts next Sunday as well. Um, Byron, any final thoughts from you? Great show, Anthony. And uh, keep, up the, uh, keep up the hard work and keep producing these great shows. <laughs> Thank you. And get those furry tales in. We're really excited about this program. All right. Take us out, Byron. Thank you. You've been listening to Sunday Edition with Anthony on ACB Radio Mainstream. For more information, questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc., please email celebration AC. That's the word celebration with the letters AC at AOL.com. Look forward to hearing from you and let's brunch again next Sunday.